Welcome to Live from 495. On this podcast, we interview business owners from the 495 Beltway. We not only learn what they do and how they do it, but we take a dive into how they impact our community. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Live from 495. I'm your host here, Ty Jordan, and today my very special guest is Lucy Cervadio from... Capacio Environmental Engineering. See? <laughs> <laughs> Located in Marlboro, Mass. That's right. How are you this morning, Lucy? I'm great. Thanks for having me on live from 495, Ty. Hey, it's my pleasure. How was the ride up? It wasn't bad. I got a little lost. I'm getting used to driving again after the pandemic, you know? You and me both. And uh, I'm just glad that, you know, traffic has been restored to its former glory. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I have a new car from um, September, and I've only put gas in it three times. So That's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to miss the days of not filling up, especially with gas prices on the rise. I know. So how did you get started at your company? Well, I, um, I'm a child of the 60s and 70s, kiddo. And uh, I grew up with uh, Give a Hoot, Don't Pollute. Okay. And the uh, Native American with the tear coming down his cheek <laughs> for littering. And the environmental field was just being born. Uh, I had a knack for science. I thought it was a new frontier. Um, so I dove into environmental science. There were no universities in Rhode Island, where I'm from, and so I ended up down at Rutgers, and um, it was interesting when I was driving down there with my parents, so this is the late 70s, and um, my mom looked at me and said, Lulu, it really smells down here. Do you sure you <laughs> want to come down to school here? And I was like, they must know something about environmental science, Mom, and I'm really happy that I went there. It was a great experience. Uh, I met my um, now husband, who um, we've been together for 38 years, so, and um, unfortunately, I graduated in 1982, which was somewhat of a recession. Um, I worked for an, a metal finishing firm for a bit, and then I went to another consulting firm through the 80s, and then in 1992, Bob Capacio started Capacio Environmental Engineering, and um, he asked me to come aboard. That's awesome. You know, from what I've heard about you guys in the local area, because, you know, when I started over at the, uh, when I was at the Better Business Bureau, like I got to learn so much about your company and all the changes that you guys make. So how do you feel about the impact that you guys have on the 495 community and area? Well, I feel that we have, um, We've made quite an impact. What's what's really exciting is our, our mission of helping industry and the environment prosper has really becoming mainstream, yep. which, um, you know, for us is great. What, what that means to us is that you can have a great company that's doing well in the green, mm -hmm. and, and but also you probably will have um, better financial success if your environmental health and safety is together. Yeah. And um, so w we work with a lot of um, companies in the 495 area, um, Synovian, Nellis, um, Boston Scientific, 
and we're actually part of their team. Um, we have um, kind of added resources and expertise to air, water, uh, health and safety, sustainability, and uh, we look at the long-term goals of their company and help create a roadmap um, so that those goals can be achieved um, with environmental health and safety in mind. To me, you guys are the innovators when I think green. I think green and I think capacity all day. And nothing has changed. And as I got to learn more and more about what you do, like I didn't know you were connected to so many different companies. Yeah, we, um, we're really deep in um, biopharma, um, semiconductor, med device, um, mostly in manufacturing facilities. And um, we don't do much um, with government work. We, we, we do have a contract with Massport, um, which is like quasi-private government. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've really um, made a place for ourselves with, uh, with big manufacturing firms. That's awesome. Have you guys always been located in Mass.? Um, yeah, we started back in 1992 in, um, in Sudbury, and yep. then in 2003, we moved to uh, the um, Route 20 in Marlboro, yep. um, right across from where uh, Apex is now, and, and then in 2017, we moved to um, the Solomon Pond area, uh, Donald Lynch Boulevard, and in fact, in that um, build-out time when we were moving from Route 20 to uh, Donald Lynch, we worked remotely, mm-hmm. and um, and so for like three months. So when the pandemic hit, we had already been through it, and it was um, it was kind of a good drill for us. Mm-hmm. And um, we, you know, it, it it went really smoothly when we had to all start working from home. That's good. That was like a that's like. Good foresight, you know, right. you don't see it coming, but we were fortuitously, yeah. uh, yeah, forced to, forced to make it work. That's awesome. A lot of companies that, um, you know, I ended up working with didn't have a plan in place. So they just, they rushed to the fastest solution and not necessarily the best solution. Mm-hmm. So for you guys to be that far ahead of the game is like big kudos. Well, I, I really feel like, um, that working remotely helped, um, you know, something that our um, company does that a lot of people don't know is we have about 30 scientists, engineers, but part of that group is also four software developers because oh, we've okay. created our own software as a service um, mm-hmm. called the EHS dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a platform that helps our clients um, centralize all of their data. They can track usage of chemical. They can track storage because there are so many reports. Um, water usage, uh, energy. In fact, you can connect directly to your t- utilities. And um, it's really helped companies uh, be able to quickly respond to internal and external stakeholders questions. Mm-hmm. Um it also helped companies not who couldn't be on site during the pandemic. They had this platform that they could all access, you know, mm-hmm. from home. And um, so that really helped. Um, we were able to actually help people set up COVID um, safety plans. And um, we did remote, remote auditing. 
we were able to do it with uh, just That's phones. And uh, <laughs> it really is it's remarkable. Like I just, you know, to me, when it comes to the little things, like just measuring like all the places where you can help save the planet. Like you guys have got it all squared away, and I love every single fact about that. <laughs> We've got a great team, um, and I think that um, you know, from we have a ho- whole group of engineers that are kind of um, helping some very big companies that are working on vaccines um, uh, make sure that they're when they're upping production that their wastewater treatment systems uh, are up to speed. And um, we have people thinking about air emissions that might be coming off of processes and, and what kind of, you know, not only kind of short term of what you need to do from a permitting standpoint, but what are you going to do over the next five years? Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's what really differentiates our, us from other companies. We don't just go in and do that one little project. We look at the business as a whole. We try to figure out what the um, company or corporation is asking from this division and then helping them, uh, the EHS department or team, kind of be part of that vision, which makes them look great too. No stranger to business continuity planning. I love yes. it. Yeah, really <laughs> awesome. So. You guys have any um, special events coming down the pipeline? Anything that you guys are going to open up to the public and do? Yeah, um, so Lisa Wilk, our CEO mm-hmm. um, and um, owner, uh, we're a women-owned business, um, is going to be participating in a sustainability panel. It's coming up um, in June, June 24th. It's being sponsored by the Associated Industries of Massachusetts, and it's called The New Normal of Sustainability, Why Alignment is More Important Than Ever, mm-hmm. and uh, it's from 12 to 1. And it will definitely um, be noted on our website, Capacio.com. So that would be, uh, uh, I think, very eye-opening. There will be a couple of other um, consultants that will be talking. And I think the second round is also going to try to bring in some industries that are incorporating these ideas. That's awesome. I can't wait. So are you guys facing any... um current struggles or challenges right now? Like, what, what are some of the things that you guys are trying to, you know, just get over right now? I think the biggest thing is finding new resources. Okay. We have we have lots of work, um, and just finding people that have the right cultural fit, mm-hmm. um, which is to be innovative and to think big. And... Um, and, you know, that there's, I think, a lot of movement right now because people are coming out of the pandemic. And so um, we did just hire a new guy, um, and he's going to help in our air permitting area. Uh, and I'm hopeful that we'll be able to find a couple couple more. So, yeah, that's our biggest challenge. Um, we're definitely thinking about uh, staying um, – or keeping the decision on whether to work from the office or remote, it's going to be, I think, pretty open. Mm-hmm. Um, we we pretty much have like a proven that it's effective to allow people to work from home, mm-hmm. uh, but in certain cases, uh, maybe for meeting clients or uh, I, we have to be on client sites, but um, actually going into the office isn't 
absolutely necessary unless we're working on an engineering project and we have to plot something out on a big, you know, plotter. But other than that, we're I think we're going to keep it a little bit loose for a while. Yeah, a lot of companies are moving in that direction as well. Like, uh, I don't I don't look at an office building and think to myself, well, I'd love to own that place right now. Like, it's it's know. you know, it's a it was a big awakening for everybody last year that I can get more productivity out of everybody that works for me and not have to have an office space. Right. Once that light bulb went off. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think also that, um, you know, I, I, another challenge, um, but I think we, we're handling it well, is um, just having that work-life balance when you work from home. And, and, you know, have it be, um, first of all, have it be ergonomically correct. So you're not like getting that burn in the back of your neck because you've been staring at that <laughs> blue screen. Um, but also just to get up and take a walk or, um, you know, I just, <laughs> for Mother's Day, I just, I'm trying to do little steps for being more sustainable personally so I got a, a, a new clothesline mm-hmm. um, and I'm so psyched so now I get to go outside and hang clothes on the line and then they smell fresh you know and and that gets me up and uh, away from you know the, the screen for a bit but I feel like I am I'm a lot like you I'm, I'm plugged in I uh, there's no separation of church and state anymore yeah it's you know? very very tough yeah I think that, um, I mean, it's, uh, it's been amazingly productive, mm-hmm. but um, uh, sometimes being productive isn't productive. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just chill. Yeah. You, I feel like I'm missing some of the best parts of life right. by being so uh, connected and just involved in everything that I do. <laughs> Well, um, I'm 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 all for um, uh, meditating, mm. and uh, my husband and I use Headspace, and that is um, that's been awesome. We've been doing that for probably four years, and if you met my husband, you'd you would think he would never be a person that would take the time. He's pretty antsy, but it's uh, it's been our secret sauce. It's been a way to keep our our minds a little bit more chill when it have to be. That's how you do it. You know, you, you have to meditate. You have to, you know, shut yourself down, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. and just close out the world. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you have a good strategy in place, and <laughs> I would expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah, we have, we're pretty militant when it comes to uh, <laughs> meditating mm-hmm. and also uh, just exercising. And, uh, you know, people ask, what's a good thing that's come out of the pandemic because there's been so much suffering and so many people have had loss. And Mm -hmm. well, one thing um, for, for me has been um, I have learned how to cook, which is just amazing. Um, I just turned 62 and most of my friends have been cooking their entire life. So they're totally burnt out. And I have just started. <laughs> my my total, I, I have become an unbelievable shoe pastry chef, um, in particular um, cream puffs and eclairs. So uh, it's just wild, huh? Like who would have thought that that would ever happen? And you got a new customer sitting in front of you. It's just, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> who loves eclairs? Who, who knew? <laughs> 
Well, I just got an eclair book from my son for my birthday and um, bought all of the special stuff that goes along with it. And, uh, yeah, I haven't seen my son for almost 10 months, and he's coming home this weekend. So we're, um, we're going to be making eclairs together. That's, that's so great. I got <laughs> If you need a tester, yes. I, uh, I'm always available. I'll bring you some, Ty. I'll bring you some. <laughs> I'm always available to test out the eclairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's there is a lot of silver lining to everything coming up out of this pandemic and regulation starting to loosen up. You know, to me, the silver lining is the value of uh, unity, mm-hmm. you know, and people looking at it and seeing something more than what's ever been there before. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just know people being in something together it's more about reconnecting and trying to get back on a plane where everybody is comfortable again so people appreciate being with other people a little bit more than they ever have yeah I have to say um it's it's kind of a little tricky too because like as much as we missed being with everybody and going out so much um now I have to kind of reset my head <laughs> and say, okay, so now I don't want to overbook, right? Yeah. Like I don't, like in the past we'd be out, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and and lately we've just been kind of hanging on the patio watching the birds. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that that's awesome, and, I, and I'm happy that I'm getting to see people now, but I also don't want to, like, make it, kind of flip too much the other way like I, I want to do keep some of that um I don't know chill and yeah. and kind of calmness in my life and and so it, it was good for you know everybody to take the foot off the gas and now as we get back into you know the world starting to come back to some semblance of what we knew before baby steps is what I say mm-hmm. slow and steady slow and steady um any pro tips or advice for all the listeners out <laughs> well, there? Well, it's funny that you're saying that because um, I guess my <laughs> for, well, for environmental health and safety or companies out there, I guess my big tip would be, are you thinking big enough? Mm. Um, because I think oftentimes uh, EHS teams may be doing a great job keeping their companies compliant. They may be hanging on to that, you know, low-hanging fruit if they're working on sustainability. But it might be the moment to, to uh, understand that your companies have big, hairy, audacious goals and you want to be part of that vision. You know, 100%. So the other thing is if you haven't been cooking, um, <laughs> try making shoe pastry. It's awesome. Nice. I, uh, I started baking a couple of years ago, and uh, as far as cooking goes, my mom's like very militant herself about getting all of us in the game. So we we learned at a young age, and uh, baking was definitely a it was a change in that game. And I found out I loved doing it, like baking bread and like pies, like it was crazy. <laughs> so I I see the joy and the passion like right in front of me of cooking, and I'm like I know what that feels like. <laughs> well, I have. Um you know, uh, my husband Nick is just an unbelievable cook, and he, he did so because uh, he's a school teacher, and 
And uh, he was home a little earlier than I was, and uh, the kids were hungry. And so he, you know, um, went for it. And he, I think, is feeling a little bit uh, kind of protective of his area in the kitchen. But, you know, he's, <laughs> letting, me, he's letting me break into that space. And, um, yeah, no, I, um, I'm really enjoying that whole new part of life. I never thought that I would experience. That's great. As always, it has been a pleasure to have you. Uh, from the moment I met you, you've been brilliant and an absolute joy. So I appreciate you coming on as a guest today, and uh, I just wanted to thank you, Lucy. Thanks, Ty. You know, I was thinking, this is going to be a little scary, nerve-wracking, and then I said, no, it's with Ty. It can't be <laughs> nerve-wracking. And, and um, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. And thank all the listeners out there. We look forward to having you guys for another great episode of Live from 495. Thank you for listening to Live from 495. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to check out some other great episodes.